You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Welcome to Overdue Advice. I'm Andreas Schwabi. Most of us have never had the experience of being contacted by a debt collection agency. If you've ever dealt with a collection agency, your first response is probably closer to there but by the grace of God go I than anything else. But what do we really know about debt collection and how it works? Debt collection is heavily regulated in Canada, but that doesn't mean anyone understands it any better than patent law. There are rules about where collection agencies can try to contact you, how often they can call, and how they can and can't talk to you, and so on. In Episode 4, we talked about the job of debt collector. On Episode 5 of Overdue Advice, the truth about debt collection. Joining me today for an insider perspective on how professional debt collection actually works is Katrina Nielsen, a collection manager at MetCredit. Hi, Katrina. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? You had a good week since the last episode? I did. Everything's cool? Yeah. Did you, have you gotten used to hearing the sound of your own voice yet? Uh, I never get used to the sound no. of my own voice. Most people don't. It's, yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. You get, I'm glad you're wearing the headphones. It helps. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about debt collection. And really what we're, we're talking about is the truth of debt collection. So there's all kinds of misconceptions. Last episode, we talked about the job. You're not a horrible person. And I found it really interesting because there's a lot of consumer advice and it's usually don't pay your debt collector. Uh, And there's, yeah. Do you get that a lot? Yeah, I get that a lot. Well, they they justified in their own mind of what to do and what not to do based off of advice that they get from friends or family that don't know what to do either. Or the internet. (laughs) Yeah, or the internet, which is great. Trust Trust this podcast, not the guy who says don't pay your bills because it's just going to bite you anyway. Exactly. I mean, the, the, and the, the scariest part for me was realizing, uh, I think it was a couple of episodes ago, you can be denied for a mortgage if you have bad debt. Yeah. Banks you, can do that. Like it'll screw up your life in ways that I wasn't really appreciating. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Well, it can uh, affect you from getting a mortgage. It can affect you from getting a job now. Uh, or even renting a property. Yeesh, that's crazy. Okay, so the government of Canada has a website talking about debt collection. And it says, there's a whole bunch of sections, and one of them is, well, here's the whole list. What happens when a, the debt is sent to a collection agency? What do you do when a debt collector calls? Paying your debt once it's transferred to a debt collection agency. What should you do if the debt isn't yours? and your rights in dealing with a debt collector. And I thought that was actually probably not a bad little list to go through today. So let's start at the beginning. What happens when someone's debt is sent to a collection agency from your point of view? When someone's debt is sent to the collection agency, we see the file, we call the person up, uh, we verify them. So initially we make the call out to them and we need to verify them either in a way of an address, a date of birth. Okay, so verifying is what exactly? Verifying is making sure that we have the correct person on the line. 
And that's okay. because we don't want to break the Freedom of Information and Privacy Act. Right. So a lot of people get upset because we try to verify this information, but it's for their protection. Obviously, it's got to take some time to be able to do some verification like that. Um, so how, what are you allowed to do to verify someone's identity? Uh, it depends on each client. Okay. Yeah, it's, it depends on which particular account it is. Some, they want you to verify by date of birth. Mm -hmm. Some, the address is fine. Some of them don't have the date of birth, so you go off of the address or other information that they have. Right. And how many times can you call? And when can you call? Because the, the one of the, the, the myths that you hear is they call me all times of day or night. They wake me up at 6 o'clock. They, they wake me up at midnight. They're always harassing me. Yeah, we, we can't call it 6 a.m., but we can call it 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Oh, 7 to 9. So you actually have hours during the day that you're allowed to call. And how often can you call? Like, can you just keep calling and calling and calling? Like, obviously, if you're not getting them, you can keep dialing. Yes. Yeah, and depends per province. Each province has a little bit different stuff. But uh, for the most part, you can you can contact them. You're allowed three unsolicited contacts per week, though. Oh, okay. So there's a limit per week. If you contact them. Okay, so if you actually talk to them, you can yes. only talk to them three times a week. Unsolicited, unsolicited. Meaning, meaning that we make the contact. So if right. they call in, that's not an unsolicited contact. Right. Or if they say, can you, what if they say, can you call me Thursday at two? And we've already reached that three maximum. We can still call them because they're asking they're us asking. to call them. Okay. The perception of constant calling is going to be more true than the reality of three calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so when, when you make those calls, what are you, what are you doing when you're trying to verify? Well, we're verifying that we're speaking to the correct party. And then upon verifying, we can release the information of what's going on with the debt, how, how much you're owing, who it's owed to. So now you've made some calls. Can you call family and friends to verify? No, we can't. We can't blast or like say uh, release any details to family or friends or anything like that. Right. De uh, the debtor has to call in or either give us written consent to disclose that to another party. But what if, what if you're trying to find them? You don't have their actual address or phone number. So can you call family members or friends to be able to locate that person? There's a fine line you can. Uh, you just can't release any of the information. And you don't want to be calling every single family member no, in the phone true. book yeah. to say, hey. How often a, do you have to really do a lot of searching to find the person? Uh, sometimes a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah is, it, but, is that more common or is that more uncommon? It's hit or miss. I oh, mean, you, yeah, you, you could have one file where it has all the information. The next one has none. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, so it's just totally random. It's Any, totally random. Every, okay. So every, you, so if you're going to do the job, you better like variety because it's never the same. Yeah. The nice thing is, is that um, friends and family aren't really a thing where you contact them anymore. Everybody's got Instagram, That's Facebook, yeah. social media. Let's talk about that. So you guys obviously have some techniques to sort of look at social media then. Yes, I always say to our staff that you will end up being the biggest creep. <laughs> <laughs> like you you find out so much information that in a regular day-to-day -day job or whatever you're doing, you never know this information, mm -hmm. but we're the ultimate creeps. Right. Yeah. Like you're digging What's, into what, what, which social media provides the best information in your experience? Facebook or LinkedIn actually. Oh, LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, it shows all their jobs. Ah, good point. Facebook and LinkedIn. See, there you go. The friends of debt collectors, Facebook and LinkedIn. <laughs> there, that'll learn you for using social media. 
Uh, nobody can avoid it these days. Well, and that's the thing. It's so integrated into everything we do. And people go, hey, look at this new thing I bought and show it off. Yes. And that's the thing I don't want to pay for. Yeah, exactly. You know? Do you see that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you do. What's the most revealing kind of thing that you're looking for on a Facebook page? Is it just people's addresses and phone numbers or does it give, well, what's that supplementary information that it kind of tells you? For the most part, they don't provide addresses, but it's mostly where they're employed if they're working, mm. um, kind of what their current situation is like, because y- you can pull up a Facebook account and you can see kind of how they're living. Right. So your advice is, well, you probably want everyone to have their public profiles public. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I like public profiles. I'm going to have to lock my profile down. <laughs> <clears throat> I have to remind them to make a note of that. Um, once you get a hold of someone, so now you've verified them and you've told them their debt and who the debt is with and they've said, yeah, okay, that's me. What's the next step? Well, the next step is to see what they're uh, what they're planning on doing towards the debt. Are they planning on paying it? Do they dispute it? Uh, do they agree in paying it? A lot of times we need to find out the situation that they're in to help them further with the account as to what avenues they have in resolving it or if they even want to. Let, let's do that, that call. Let's do a, a mock call. Okay. So I have, uh, let's say... I bought a lot of furniture. Okay. <laughs> okay, just we need we need something <laughs> ridiculous. So we'll go with that. Do the call phone ring ring. Hello? Hi, is this Andrea Schwab? Yes, it is. Hi, it's Katrina Nelson calling from Met Credit. Just to confirm I'm speaking to the correct person, your date of birth? Oh, poop. <laughs> like I already feel because you're just right at it. That's just pure business. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't want to release uh this person's information to somebody else that isn't them or their family member that is pretending to be them. Right. Because that happens quite often, too. Family are nosy. They want to know the information. Really? So that, yeah, so they pretend to be the person. And and have you... Ha, now, oh. D- have you ever released information to a family member? Uh, I have. Accidentally? Yep. I mean, they're, well, they're the ones actually committing a fraud. Yeah, so. it's it's not accidentally. It's in a case where either they, they've called in or we've called them. They've verified that they're the specific person, and they've also verified their date of birth and all that information, and then you go forward with the call. It then comes out after the fact that they're not. Um, so once we do find out that it is, then we do advise them, you know, you are committing fraud against this person right. and we're going to end the call now. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At Met Credit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to metcredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. Met Credit, we get it. It's good to know. How often does that happen? It doesn't happen very often. I don't think. But there's got to be the f- occasional family member who's just thinking, ooh, golden opportunity to find out what kind of crap they're in. Oh, yeah, for sure. People are nosy. Okay, so let's, let's continue on with the call. So you've asked my name, my date of birth, and now what happens? So, so I, I now, tell you my birthday. Yeah, so now we verified your date of birth. So I advise you of the amount owing and who the debt is placed in the office to and ask you what your intentions are going forward. And what if I say, well, what are my options? Like, it's a lot of money and I don't have it. Yeah, so do you want my help to prevent this from going forward? Well, what are my options? Well, we can see if there's an option for you to get this resolved in full. Okay, how do we do that? Okay, well, let's let's make sure everything's up to date here. So we want to verify your address. 
all your contact information to make sure that we can get a hold of you. And uh, and if there is any issues, we have that on file. And then we'll go through, you know, what is your current financial situation? So are you working? How long have you been working? Why did you get into the mess in the first place? Oh, you ask that? Yeah. And, and why is that important? Because it's important to know whether a person is in a financial situation because they wanted to and they just said, eh, I'm not going to pay my bills today mm. and I'm going to buy other things. Or if it's based off of uh, you've lost your job or there's certain fine uh, family issues that have come come up and you can't do it based off of that. So you're sussing out the actual circumstances, whether it's kind of a voluntary or an involuntary thing. Yeah. Involuntary, obviously. We're going to be not that we can be more lenient with you, but we're a little bit more understanding. Life happens and that's un- uncontrollable. Well, and that comes down to that core value of Met Credit, which is respect and, yes. and respecting people's circumstances, as if nothing else. So, what, let, so if I have my massive debt and I, I, I just say, okay, I can't pay for that whole thing. I, I, I don't have a million dollars. I have half of it and I'll have half of it on Friday. Well, we would take it. Okay. So, yeah, half down, half Friday. You would just go for that? Yeah. Yeah, if it's a reasonable arrangement, we're willing to entertain it for our client. Ultimately, the client sends it there for the balance to be paid in full. Right. You've already had the opportunity to make your monthly payments towards it, which you've either defaulted on based off of certain circumstances um, or you just chose to. Mm-hmm. So the next step is, is to figure out uh, how you can pay for it and know that you've already been given the options to make those monthly payments before, but right. you didn't. Okay, now what if I'm just being obstinate and I just don't want to pay? What What's the tack you take there? Well, what's the reason why you just don't want to pay? I don't know. I just cost a lot of money. But you signed up for it. Right. So companies are big. They can afford it. Yeah, well, I just advise them of the information on file. You know, it's affecting your credit. They say they don't care about credit anymore. It doesn't affect them. Uh, but the reality is, is that we're in a digital era. So whether it, it may not affect you this year or next year, but five years down the road, it will. So how do now if I say, OK, I, I've got my half million bucks for Friday. How do I go about this? How do I pay? So we, what's the process for that? We deal with any banking methods. So you can do Visa, MasterCard, online Telephone banking. Yeah. Uh, visa debit. Oh, visa debit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or or you can walk into the office and pay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah we, we deal with pretty much any payment method. So if I walk with half a million dollars of cash in a briefcase, you're happy to take it. I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't be happy with a half million in cash. Well, I'll come out and take it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll make, sure, I'll make sure that you get your release letter. I guess it makes sense that the easiest thing to do would be to pay your bill. Yeah. Like you just remove all those roadblocks and friction and just make it, you know, whatever you've got, we can take it. That's cool. Yeah. Can people do split payments? Yeah. Like we I can. have a certain amount of cash, certain amount of debit. Yeah, we can definitely look at that. It depends on each client though, because sometimes they report to the credit right away. So you don't have the ability to to break it down a little bit. You want to get it dealt with right away. Do collection agencies take um payment plans? Yeah. Oh. So we I do. thought it was just we need this wad of cash now. Well, we don't need anything. The client wants everything paid in full. Absolutely. Um, Our office doesn't want anything from you. At the end of the day, we're there to do a service for our client. And if you can't pay it in full, we can look at other avenues for you. But you have to be open and honest about it. So what what are those kinds of options? Payment plans? We can. So if you don't have the ability to pay it in full, I mean, 
honestly, nobody barely has that kind of money sitting in their bank account, even if they wanted to pay it in full. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at other options as, are you working? Um, Can you maybe go to a lender or a friends or family is a good one. As much as it stings a little bit to ask them, most most people get uh, their debts paid through friends or family. And uh, if friends and family don't work, then we have, uh, you can go through other lending institutions and things like that, depending on how your credit is, what's affecting it. There's different options for you to go to uh, if you're willing to go to them. And what now in the rare circumstance where you call me and I didn't actually buy that, I don't even know what you're talking about. How, what do I do there? So it would be a case of fraud. Right. So if it's a case of fraud, then you want to go get a police report. Um, you have to look back. Have you ever lost your ID or your wallet or any sort of information that has that on there? Uh, if you have, then it's a good indication that somebody has it or they've taken other things out in your name too. So you want to go file a police report, file a fraud report, and then you send it into the agency outlining, hey, like this really isn't me. Uh, get this corrected and then we'll send it off to the client. They'll do an investigation and then hopefully it's taken care of that way. Okay. So there's a process for if it's actually not your debt. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, Do honest mistakes happen? I mean, I know there's fraud and identity theft must be a thing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much the same thing as the fraud. It's the same process as the fraud report. Um, A lot of times what happens is with some of the cell phones and stuff, people sign up for cell phones for girlfriends or, family members or somebody mm-hmm. and they don't realize because it's years previous that w- what they've actually done or right. that they've actually signed up for it. And then because the other person is using the services, they're the ones calling and getting the information and getting the bills and everything. So the person who actually has the account, it, they don't realize until it comes to collections when it's already so past due. Oh, man. I think that most of it is just people don't have the money. And instead of them just being honest and truthful and saying, hey, straight up, I don't have the money for this. But then you've got trying to find a a resolution. They just think, I don't owe it. I'm going to I'm going to fabricate this huge story. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's going to come out anyways. What's the best way for a smaller medium business to deal with a delinquent account? Send it to an agency. It's uh Lots of different major companies have done lots of research on everything. They don't have the ability or the manpower to collect their money back. Historically, whenever they send it to agencies, they have a way better return. Yeah. Well, I mean, a phone company is a phone company. It's not a collection agency. And they don't want to be preoccupied with that. They've got phones to keep running. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that way. What's your favorite part of the process? Figuring out how to help people, figuring out how to um, work with them and their situation and how I can help them for their future and getting everything resolved and dealt with. You can look at everything as negative or positive. In my life, I try to look at everything as a positive. Do small and medium businesses need to worry about referring clients to a debt collection agency and and collecting that way? Because if these customers already aren't paying you, what's the loss? Yeah, it can't beat that logic. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, unless they're giving you millions and thousands and thousands of dollars a month, and even still, if they made the mistake and they're not paying you for a certain reason, then why not send them? So let's recap. Okay. Uh, The process. So you get a file, MetCredit gets a file, 
And then the first thing you do is try to verify. So how does that work? Yeah, so we contact debtor, uh, verify them in a way of address, date of birth, something like that to verify them. We advise them of the call, so who the debt is owing to, what's the amount, all that kind of stuff. See how they want to go forward with it, uh, whether they have the ability to pay, whether there's something that's hindering them from paying, and go through their options at that point. Uh, ideally, you want to get the file out of the office before it affects their credit or has any negative impact on them. Right. And then they can pay by any sort of normal retail method? Yes. How would you end this episode? We're talking about the process. I would end this episode in the process of be open and honest. And when an agency is calling you about your debt, just go forward with the call and don't don't lie about it. Just say what you're going to do if you're going to do it. If you have the ability to pay it, just t- take care of it. It only affects you in the end. Everybody pay up. That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thank you to MedCredit Collection Manager, Katrina Nilsson, and thank you for listening. MedCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MedCredit. Visit Brian Sommerfeld's blog at blog.metcredit.com. It also includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, like, or leave a review to the podcast or share it with a friend or business associate. It really does help others find the important information on here. You can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrea Schwabi. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.